Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am wishing you a happy Halloween, as today is Sunday, the 31st of October, or should I say Rocktober. This is the last day of Rocktober, and I'm sorry I don't have anything clever to tell you for November. <laughs> so let it be Rocktober, and if I come into something interesting for November, I'll, I'll let you know, but... <laughs> Um, Rocktober, Rocktober was a rockin' month, <laughs> and um, I, as I sit here broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has rained almost all day, um, I think that we have been through a lot, a lot of intensity in the month of October, and when I look back on it, and I view it from you know, perspective of the experiences, I think that every week had its challenges. And I think in this last week, this was probably the calmest week of the month. But I have to say this sun square Saturn has been complicated. And certainly for me, you know, the sun squared Saturn yesterday. So this was like October, Rocktober goes out with a bang. And, um, you know, the sun is in Scorpio, and it's a you know, that's a fixed sign and it's going to affix, affect these fixed planets. So there's, you know, Saturn in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus, opposite Scorpio. And so we're going to feel the effects of these things. And I am um, in recovery from, I, my, my back went out. Um, it, it had a real tense moment on Friday and I was kind of laying on a heating pad all day and, um, it feel, it's feeling better, but not great. And so, um, you know, I, it's the lingering effects of October. It's like the, <laughs> the processing, the emotional processing of everything that happened in October. And so I have to say that I think this is, um, I'm glad you know, we're seeing the end of this month, although the coming month, November, as it starts tomorrow, is not any easier. It's just different. So there was a lot of shifting of energy in October where where four planets went direct. Now we're not experiencing any of that. We're not really dealing with stations direct of planets as much as aspects and, um, and the eclipse period. So this is it. Two more months to 21, you know, two more months and 2021 will be finished and we'll be going into 2022. And so what we're doing now, we're looking at this week ahead and some very interesting things are happening. Namely, Mercury is finally going to pass with Pluto for the third and final time. So remember back when Mercury went retrograde in September, it first hit a square with Pluto at 25 degrees and then it or 24 degrees and it went back um, over that square when it went retrograde so it was a square to Pluto then it went retrograde then it went back over the square to Pluto um, and then kept going backwards okay and in Libra and that's where it's been it's been in Libra since September and here we are now entering November, and Mercury is finally doing having some action this week. Mercury is squaring Pluto on Tuesday in the wee hours of the morning, this region of the world, and it really is um, the final, uh, you know, tie-up of those things that were going on at the end of September. So think back to the end of September when Mercury squared Pluto twice, and what did you experience, and what did you know, and what did you 
um, into it or have conversations about or had intellectual conversations about what happened. Um, Mercury square Pluto. And that is happening, like I said, Tuesday. Once it gets past that degree of Pluto and it is in the place of, you know, Pluto's at 24 and it's going to be at 24. It's stationed at 24. Mercury square is at, at 24 before it was, it, I think it was 24. Because um, Pluto went direct um, in early October. So it didn't, it hasn't moved past 24. Um, Mercury will then by the time it reaches 25, 28, which is 25 degrees, 28 minutes, which is Wednesday, Mercury will leave its shadow. So it will then traverse the area of the zodiac, the five degrees of that's left over in the sign of Libra. So it was 25 degrees of Libra where it went retrograde. So the last five degrees of Libra, um, it will go over Wednesday, Thursday, and part of Friday, because then on Friday, it enters the sign of Scorpio. So it's going to zip right through those last degrees of Libra. And five degrees in two and a half days, I'd say that's pretty quick. Um, and then in the afternoon, my time, it's going to go into Scorpio. And that's where it's going to stay for a little while. But regardless of when it's leaving, it's going to go into Scorpio. So it then will be another planet in Scorpio. So um, yesterday, Mars went into Scorpio. The sun, as we know, is in Scorpio, and Mercury will go into Scorpio. So here we are again with a stellium of planets in Scorpio. And that's going to be intense. It is intense. Mars is in its own sign the sun is there squaring Saturn right now, and I think this sun square Saturn has been more complicated than it was when it was squaring Saturn or opposing Saturn. I, I felt this one the most, and maybe because it's closer to my planets that I have in Aquarius, um, but it's certainly packed a punch. This, this sun square Saturn really packed a punch, and so if you've been feeling a little bit on the downside in these last few days, then you are just in tandem with everything that's happening. It's been, you know, energy that's hanging in the air. I started feeling this, okay, the exact aspect was yesterday, but I started feeling this Thursday, and then Friday I was in pain, and Saturday the aspect happened, and then it was the wee hours of the morning, and then today I still feel like it's a sun-Saturn hangover, and even though the sun is past Saturn now, because it's like a degree past Saturn, more than a degree, a degree past Saturn, about a degree and a half past Saturn as I speak to you, this is um, really, we're moving past, um, you know, this sun-Saturn energy. And it's, you know, it's a bit restricting. It's about, you know, sort of understanding where you feel frustrated in your life, um, remember I was saying, say yes, just say yes to the part of you that is alive and well and, and, and focus on, and this has been my lesson, focus on what's, what you do have and stop focusing on lack, start focusing on what you do have. So I wasn't feeling great in these last couple of days, um, for a variety of reasons, my back being one of them. And I just said, I have to focus on, you know, like that I'm healing, like, um, so I can't, 
I can't get into the entirety of German New Medicine um, <laughs> right now, but I can tell you that um, what happens when your back hurts, it's, it's the, for me, it's a resolution of a, of a conflict. So I had to acknowledge the resolution of the conflict, and it was a long-term conflict, um, something physical in my life. And, um, and when I acknowledged that, then the pain started to subside and I was like connecting with the fact that this was being resolved and it's a little bit of a shock that it's being resolved. So, um, in any event, when you, um, experience things like this, it means your body's getting stronger. The body knows how to heal itself. The body is capable of healing itself. Otherwise we'd all be like scraping ourselves and, and still be bleeding <laughs> from something 10 years ago. Um, yeah, because the body can heal itself. The cells regenerate and the body heals. And so sometimes when the body heals, it takes adjustments and our body needs to adjust to these healings. And so that's something that I work with on a regular basis. And for me, this is a sign of healing. And I have to keep reminding myself of that rather than saying, I feel like I, I'm broken. I'm not broken. I, I have to focus on not what is lack, but what is, um, what I do have. And that is that I'm having healing experiences. So on that note, I have to be very positive. So that's, that's part of it. Um, Okay, moving right along. So if you feel like Saturn has zapped you in some way, um, you know, it may be a healing in disguise and understand where you're healing and how you're healing and what's been healing and that, you know, um, sometimes healing doesn't, like we think healing is supposed to be like, ah, I feel good. Yeah, no, that's after the healing, <laughs> while the healing's occurring. You know, when you get cut and then sometimes like you've got the Band-Aid on and then your cut starts to itch a couple days later, that's a healing. That's when you you know you're really healing. That itching is like a sign of your body healing the cut. And, um, you know, sometimes you like, you're like, oh, that's really itchy now. Like, like if you have a scab or something and it gets itchy, that's, you're healing. You're healing. So, you know, at least that's what we've been told since we were kids. But um, so it's like that. And so if you feel that there has been some wound or something where you feel like you've been healing, um, maybe healing is a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's itchy. Maybe it's a little um, painful. Maybe, you know, sometimes healing takes time. If someone breaks their leg and they've had to have surgery or something and they're in the hospital and they've got their leg up in a cast, you can bet they're uncomfortable, but they're healing, right? Because they've just had surgery and that's what's, that's the purpose of it. They're healing. So, um, healing is not always comfortable. When we heal emotionally and sometimes Saturn has to bring those things to our attention, um, when we heal emotionally, it's not comfortable. We go through the dark night of the soul as we're healing. We acknowledge things. We say goodbye to things. We say goodbye to something so something new can come in. And, um, you know, when I moved to Costa Rica, for example, it was an incredible healing for my life, but I had to say goodbye to the old life. And, you know, there are still little parts of me that are healing in ways from the old life, you know, and I've done a lot of emotional work and, uh, psychic development since I've been here and, um, self-development. And, um, I was 
really in a, you know, a good, I've been in a good healing place, but this is, you know, when you heal, then on the other side of it is transformation. So what's on the other side of Saturn? What's on the other side of Saturn is that we reach a point where we understand where we've held ourselves back or where we have sabotaged ourselves or we have been um, limiting ourselves. We have limiting beliefs. And, and, you know, maybe it's about, well, I didn't think I was this talented. I could do this job. Wow, I'm, I've got skills. Um, Maybe it's, I didn't think I could ever have a good relationship. Wow, look at this. I'm having a good relationship. And, and sometimes it's a little bit of a surprise and that we're leaving behind something. We're leaving behind the notion that we didn't have skills or we couldn't have a relationship, but here we are, we're doing it. And Saturn makes us grow up and accept our adulthood and our responsibilities and who we are um, after we've healed. And that's a good thing. So that's Sun Saturn. And in the meantime, Mercury is going to be moving. And then we have a couple other interesting things going on this week. First of all, there's a Scorpio new moon. So that means the sun and the moon are together in the sign of Scorpio. And that happens like three in the afternoon, my time, 3.15 in the afternoon, my time. And it's at 12 degrees of Scorpio. And the sun and the moon... Um, are going to oppose the planet Uranus, which is at 13. And so even though, um, you know, the, the new moon is at 12, it's opposite Uranus, folks. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, Uranus is 12.56. So yeah, it's about 13. But, but the new moon is 12.40. So that's almost exactly opposite the new moon. So this is a big deal new moon. This is a new moon opposite Uranus. Wow. This is exciting. This is, but it's not, uh, again, this is not entirely comfortable. It's an opposition. Oppositions are hard aspects. When we go through the sun and the moon, new in Scorpio, it's like, wow, this is exciting. This is like energy and passion and, and, you know, intensity but when it's opposite Uranus, it's like, oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. So, you know, it's probably good to keep your temper under control. Keep your sensibilities, um, you know, to, together. Keep yourself together. Don't feel that you are being um, challenged in a way you can't handle. Um you're bigger than anything that comes to you. Remember that. And use this energy to transform and to innovate. Because if you're going to do something innovative, it's always, it's always very positive. You know, innovation is a positive thing. So this is, an, you know, an exciting new moon. And maybe it will bring some pleasant surprise but or un, something unexpected or something that's going to give you a... Um, you know, a boost, an energetic boost, a lightning boost, you know, we have to think of it in all terms. And sometimes when Uranus is opposite, you know, is opposed by a new moon, it's like it lights up like a Christmas tree, you know, we get all sorts of excitement. And, um, you know, 
back in the spring, well, it was spring in the northern hemisphere. It wasn't necessarily spring here because um, we don't have spring, really. We, we're going into summer. It's been really hot. And um, today I was surprised that it rained so much, but it's good. It makes the garden grow. Um, but back in the spring, back in, well, if you experience spring in the northern hemisphere, back in May, let's say, um, so there was a new moon in Taurus, and it was not quite opposite Uranus, but there had been a full moon, a Scorpio full moon, and that squared Saturn back in, back on the 26th of April. And so those are, those are sort of reflecting this time. And what was going on at the end of April for you? What made you, what might have surprised you? Like squaring Saturn, squaring Uranus, that, that April um, full moon really gave us a bit of a jolt because it did, um, it did give us like, you know, conditions with Saturn. Um, they were not at the very moment, they were more the next day but they still occurred, you know, close after that full moon. That full moon then triggered Saturn and then Uranus. So here we have the sun squaring Saturn, and then it's going to oppose Uranus on Thursday when there's this new moon. And that's a big deal. You know, that's, that's a lot of excitable energy. So, you know, work through it, work with it, use it to innovate, use it to stand your ground and be, you know, Taurus is standing their ground. Use it to stand your ground and be very, um, oh, what's the word? Um, stand your ground and, and, and be individual. That's what I want to say. Be an individual, be the individual, individual that you are. Okay. So this is like maybe our individuality is being tested. Like what is your own individual opinion about something and where do you need to stand your ground? So Thursday, um, the new moon occurs. Okay. So, and then Friday, Mercury goes into Scorpio, which is new. But then on Friday, on Friday, Venus goes into Capricorn. And that's when things start to shift. Okay. Why, Deb? Venus goes into Capricorn every year. Yes, it does. <laughs> but this is going to be a very long transit of Venus in Capricorn because our dear goddess is going retrograde in December. Now, you may say, but it's just going to Capricorn now. This is going to be a very exciting Venus transit. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the goddess. She's at the end of Sagittarius right now, and she's like having fun. You know, it's fun, love, and Sag. And then she goes into very serious, hardworking, loyal Capricorn. And that will be in the wee hours of Friday, my region of the world. Now, she'll start her journey in Capricorn, but you know what? Normally, now wasn't she zipping through a sign like within like three and a half weeks? Yeah, she's not going to do that. Venus will start to slow down and she's going to take it very slow and easy in Capricorn. And she's not going to rush through Capricorn. You know, she may be... Um, you know, it's not going, it's, she's not going retrograde until December and mid-December at that. So she's going to be very slow in Capricorn. Like she'll move like only a few degrees each week. And then she's going to reach the point. 
of conjuncting Pluto. So, so hear, hear me out, folks. Venus goes into Capricorn. Venus in Capricorn is usually, you know, very straightforward in love relationships, in um, making money. She's ambitious. Um, but she is going to work through this Capricorn energy with, until she conjuncts Pluto on the 11th of December. Now, that's conjunction number one, because remember, she's going retrograde. She's going retrograde um, several days later. And so when she goes retrograde on the 19th of December, she's then going to be uh, not far away from Pluto. So it'll be eight days later that Venus goes retrograde in Capricorn. And after she conjuncts Pluto, but she's not going to move very far away from Pluto. So she's going to hover at this. So when she hits Pluto, it's going to be 25 degrees. When she retrogrades, it's going to be about 26. And on Christmas Day, Merry Christmas, everybody, she is going to conjunct Pluto again, two weeks exactly after she conjuncts Pluto the first time. Okay. So where there's a second time in the retrograde, she's going to conjunct Pluto a third time when we get into 2022, not now. All right. So we're going to look at Venus. She goes retrograde. First, she conjuncts Pluto on the 11th of December. She then goes retrograde on the 19th of December and nearly a week later goes over Pluto again, um, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., my time on Christmas morning. So as the kids are going downstairs to get their Christmas stockings, they will be having a Venus Pluto. Now, here's the thing. When Venus goes retrograde, all sorts of stuff happens. This is when I say try not to get involved in a new relationship during Venus retrograde um, because Venus retrograde is when you um, are really reliving an old story. Okay. Now you may hear from people from the past and that could be an old friend, like an old pal, an old buddy, an old college friend. You may hear from someone or hear about someone who was a buddy of yours or a friend of yours during the Venus retrograde. And that's all well and good. If an old relationship, an old flame comes back, then it's up to you to decide if this is the right thing or not. And Hopefully, if that person comes back, they're going to come back before Venus goes retrograde. Um, it, sometimes it's to work things out. And you work things out that happened in the past, and, and either you continue or you don't. And I still think it's not great to start a relationship under a Venus retrograde, even if you've, you know, you dated the person in the past, and then suddenly, like, they're back. You know, it's, it's hard to get past what happens um, when this is, you know, when this is going on. So it's like, well, I don't know if you're going to make it past like what happened the last time when you are rehashing it, <laughs> when you're rehashing it while Venus goes retrograde, you know. Um, Venus is going to stay retrograde until January. So she's in Capricorn the entire time. Okay. And she's not going out of Capricorn. Whew, let's see. When does she leave Capricorn and go into Aquarius? She goes into Aquarius. Um, 
let's look at I'm taking a peek at 2022 she looks she's in Capricorn really in February of 2022 and even at the end of February she doesn't really go into Aquarius until March yeah she goes in March she goes into Aquarius in like around March 7th. Now, this is gets it gets more and more interesting and exciting, folks, because at the end of February, Venus is going to come back and make that relationship to Pluto again. So we know that she's conjuncting Pluto on the 11th of December, retrograde the 19th, conjuncting Pluto again on the 25th. Merry Christmas, Venus Pluto and She's going to conjunct Pluto again at the end of February when she will be with Mars. So there's a Mars-Venus-Pluto conjunction at the end of February. And Venus and Mars are going to get together and they are going to be traveling together for quite some time, about two months. And they are going to hit the 22-degree Saturn-Pluto point from early 2020, the 24-degree Jupiter-Pluto point from 2020 that was three times Jupiter Pluto and then Venus and Mars are going to hit the zero degrees Aquarius Jupiter Saturn point from 2020 so we're going to see a lot of stuff come forward from 2020 especially relationship wise um so this is going to be very interesting and as we get closer we're going to know more about what it is but as Venus goes into Capricorn, um, sh this week, this Friday, you can be certain that the energies towards this, I can already, I'm already seeing it. I'm already starting to see what things happen or, you know, what could potentially be happening. Um, you know, it ain't good for the Christmas shopping season to have a Venus retrograde. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's never simple because you know what that means. And I've had this and it's actually pretty hilarious. First of all, Venus went retrograde in 2005 at Christmas time. Um, in 2005, I was living in New York and we had a transit strike. So no one could get to their Christmas parties. So there was no, you know, people were trying to get to Christmas parties and people were canceling their Christmas parties. Venus is socializing. Christmas parties were canceled because they couldn't get to the party because there was no transit. So, you know, you think, oh, you just take a cab. Yeah, five of you in a cab if you can get a cab, okay? And maybe you don't, you don't even know how you're going to get to work. So it's, it's complicated, you know, so that right there. Okay. Then I've had Venus retrograde on other Christmases and you get Christmas presents that you either A, already have, B, can't use, or C, something's wrong with them. Like they don't work. Like, oh, we bought a beautiful TV. Oh, what's the matter? It's broken. It's not working. Venus is material goods. Venus is gifts. Venus is like what we desire. So do your Christmas shopping soon, folks. Do it in November. <laughs> you don't want to do it in December, really, as we get close to that, you know, Venus Pluto. That Venus Pluto is going to hang out for a couple of weeks. That Venus Pluto is only going to be a degree apart. It's going to sit there for two weeks together. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, once she starts slowing down around like, you know, early December, that second week of December, we're, we're in that retrograde. Do your Christmas shopping now. <laughs> Order online. Get what you can get. Do it now. 
I know I'm, I'm being zany, but I'm not kidding. This is, this is just, and if you, if you know somebody loves something and you can't go wrong, then get them the same gift. Get them the same gift and get it, do it early, get your stuff delivered. You want it all like in the house by like way before the 19th. I mean, you don't want to be running around on Christmas Eve. You never want to be running around on Christmas Eve, but you, but this year you really don't want to be doing that. Okay. So, um, this is, you know, this is an interesting, interesting dynamic because Venus is going to sit with Pluto. And then when she goes back to Vin to visit again, she's going to be with, she's going to bring her buddy Mars this time. Okay. So when we get into 2022, we're going to start seeing how Venus and Mars connect. Um, and Venus will go direct on the 29th of January at 11 degrees Capricorn. Okay, so when is she going to reach 11 degrees Capricorn? She is going to reach 11 degrees Capricorn um, on the 18th of November. So that's when she begins like that retrograde shadow. So that's really, mm, we've got, you know, do your Christmas shopping early. Um, <laughs> and... And then, you know, she's going to be with Pluto that whole time. I'm sorry. That's like Mercury. Remember when I said Mercury at the end of September is going to, like, hit Pluto, retrograde, then hit Pluto again? She's doing the same thing, but it's like that was a square with Mercury. This is a conjunction. So I think that you want to observe the fact that Venus and Pluto are going to be together for a couple of weeks. That is one intense, passionate, wowie aspect. Now, maybe you're thinking you're falling in love then. I hope it happens before the 19th of December, but it could be really passionate, really over the top and really intense. And so let's brace ourselves for this. Um, this is an incredible, incredible thing that Venus is going to do. The fact that she's going to connect with Mars in February and they're going to travel together side by side, you know, practically till April, well, then that's, that's really a powerful, powerful thing. This is, this is a story we're going to be continuing to talk about. Okay. So by the next time I speak with you, which will be Sunday, the 7th of November, you will have daylight savings time ending in the Northern hemisphere or whoever celebrates day, daylight savings time. And Venus will be fully in Capricorn. Okay. We're going to start getting hints about what this is about. And so Hang on to your hats, folks, okay? Um, and don't spend your money. Like, okay, I know we're in wild Sagittarius, but like, hang on to your money. Be, be conservative. Capricorn's conservative. Be conservative with your money because maybe the, the bonus check is less than it normally is. Maybe the bonus check is more. It's Venus Pluto. Pluto is the, you know, the Plutocrat. Lots of money. Um, maybe the bonus check is going to come and it's going to be like lost in the mail and complications getting paid. So be very aware of this because you want to make sure that um, you've got money in the bank and stuff like that. Because Venus retrograde, sometimes like you have money, you just can't get to it. Like, oh, uh, for some reason, my check is like lost in the mail. You want to be sure that you get what you need and you have what you need, okay? Um, and that you think about, start making lists now of things you need to need to shop for. Um, on another note, the Scorpio new moon that in, 
happens this week opens the eclipse period and things will start to feel intense. The first eclipse is the Taurus full moon on the 19th, Friday of November, and the next one will occur in December on the 3rd of December at the Sagittarius new moon. And then when, um, you know, there's the full moon in Gemini on the 18th, two weeks later, and it's very interesting. It's going to be the full moon in Gemini, um, that will kick out the eclipse period, but that's right the day before Venus goes retrograde. So we're all tying this up in one pretty big Christmas bow, okay? Phenomenally interesting, deeply transformative, powerful. Okay, so I can't believe it's been a half an hour. It is going, we're going to go into some intense rock and roll again. So I can't say Rocktober anymore. I can say... Um, a rock in November <laughs> and a rock in December. So, you know, this is this end of this year is it's not going to be dull. And, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is um, Christmas, well, actually the day before Christmas, well, almost Christmas Eve. Yeah, pretty much Christmas Eve um, is the last Saturn square Uranus. So <laughs> it, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's going to be really interesting. So I love all of you. I am grateful for all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing along with me and let's laugh together because it's all we can do. You know, this is powerful. Um, Venus Pluto can be deeply, intensely passionate and wonderful, and you may fall madly in love before December 19th. So let's hope that good things happen for each of us and let's just keep on trucking along. But this week, you know, Mercury will finish its tour of duty in Libra finally where it's been for two months. And, um, that was a long time. And then it will go into Scorpio and maybe we'll get a handle on our passions and we'll understand them and connect with them. Um, and get deep, get sexy, get real, get raw, get, get intense and enjoy this juicy Scorpio new moon and love it to pieces. Okay. And be mysterious and be connected to the deep questions of life and death and all that is important and potent. And, you know, here in Costa Rica, it's a Latin American country. So the November 1st, 2nd, those days are devoted to connecting with our ancestors that have passed on. So you know, say a prayer for your ancestors, bless your ancestors, thank them for all they gave you and thank them for the lessons you've learned and thank them, thank them even for the patterns that you've had to work out in your life because you're learning something from it and see those patterns as a gift and say a prayer for them and wish them well on their side of the world and ask them to guide you in this, in this life and in this world now. Love to all of you. Thank you for listening. Gratitude, gratitude, happy new moon. And if you'd like to connect with me, um, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, Instagram, thegoldenastrologer, Twitter, at devastrology, and you can write to me at info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Thanks and love. Beautiful week.